changing your corner of the universe change the world? We think so. You've heard the quote, be the change you want to see in the world. But what does that look like? This is where we meet the people that are walking that out. One person, one idea, one decision at a time. Here's Baden and Rex. Hey, welcome to another episode of My Corner of the Universe with Vaden and Rex. Uh, today, we got something a little bit different for you guys. We're going to do a recap podcast. This is our 15th episode released. I know we've had more episodes that have been released, but a couple of them in like a two-part or three-part or bonus episodes. But Rex and I wanted to take some time to just kind of reflect back and talk about some of these interviews that we've had some of the incredible, impactful people that we've met during this journey so far and cast a little vision and talk a little more about the future of this podcast and some of the people that we're hoping to bring on and, um, and just talk about how it's been, you know, get a feel for, for how the podcast has affected our lives individually. Yeah. And, uh, you know, kind of all got started when we interviewed Justin and Justin's a real inspiration. You know, he's, I think I'm sure I'm pretty sure he's still only eight, but um, what he's doing and he's his mom is great on social media and she continues to um, give updates. And gosh, that kid is doing so many things. He's now connected with another kid in Cameroon and there. I mean, he's little guys changing the world. It's awesome to see someone so young making such a difference. And he's connected with all these other kids throughout the United States as well. And I, I forget exactly how she worded it, but it's basically like a type of pen pal um, of all these kids that are out there doing something, taking action. So um, that was just kind of, you know, the the perfect guest to start with for us just because uh, it, it can be anyone. It can be an eight-year-old or it can be, you know, Sukhvir Singh who's in India who's uh, basically, you know, helping other people change their lives through, you know, the change that he's had in his life. So we've had a lot of amazing guests. Um, and some of them are definitely more impactful when you, you hear their stories. Um, but we, you know, we have someone local, uh, Matthew Trum who heads up treetop permaculture. And this last weekend he was working on his, uh, campfire restoration. The second part that we kind of talked about in that episode of, you know, basically gathering the community around them and saying, Hey, let's, let's go help make a difference in our own community. And really that's the change that we all want to see. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. I think back at that Justin Sathier interview and um, it's just, you know, that's our, actually our most downloaded podcast. Um, but when I think about that, I mean, I don't know if you remember, you know, he's obviously eight. So, so it was interesting dynamic talking to him, but this is before this is our me and Rex's first podcast on that one. So we didn't really know what we were doing too. I mean, we were literally had a yeah. microphone that we're passing, handing back and forth to each other as we ask questions. Um, and to think about the journey where it's gone from there and, and, you know, I mean, Ron, we've had our issues too. We just, this episode hopefully figured out my audio, which has been really echoey. So apologize for that. But, um, yeah, that for that was be such a great interview. Um, you mentioned Sukhvir Singh. That was cool too. He was such an enlightened guy, you know, just full of energy, full of life. Um, he's one of those guys that after that, listen to that podcast, I was like, I could talk to that guy every single day and it would make my life be better listening to him talk every single day. Yeah. And he's great on social media too. So if, you know, you listen to the episode and you're like, wow, I really got a lot of that, go and befriend him or follow him on Facebook 
because he posts multiple times daily, a lot of times with videos. And I know he has a YouTube channel too, but it's just uh, really uplifting stuff um, and really great stuff. I mean, he provides a lot of really good content um, that can change your day. You know, a lot of times that's all, all you need is a little bit of uh, positivity to start your day out and boom. Yeah, absolutely. And then uh, I think of Parker, Parker's podcast with Tahoe Heartbeat. Um, that was cool because that was like our first kind of for-profit company that was just like, hey, this guy's just doing something cool. He's in Tahoe. He's got a business. Let's talk to him. You know, And I think sometimes myself when I'm looking at guests, I'll, I'll fall into this niche sometimes of like, let's find people who are doing this nonprofit stuff, which is awesome. But um, it was really cool to have him come on there and just share his vision on how he started a regular for-profit company and the success that he's had. And I think the success he's going to continue to have with that business. Yeah, he's hustling and it's awesome to see, you know, just him continue to grow the business. And he's got a, you know, good head on his shoulders. He knows that um in order for him to be able to, you know, help, he's got to, to be successful as well. So, um that was a great interview and gosh, talk about vision. That guy's got awesome vision. Yeah, and I guess it goes to like when our podcast we came up with the name or you really came up with the name my corner of the universe and it doesn't have like if you want to make a difference in your corner of the universe like it doesn't mean that you have to start a nonprofit. Uh, like for instance we're, our next interview that we're going to come up with pretty soon is a this company called project outpour which does mobile showers for homeless people which is awesome but you don't have to go that route if that's not what your calling is like parker's calling was to make hats and build a business and that's how he's changing you know, right. his universe. So it doesn't have to be this crazy, all intensive nonprofit engagement. You can just follow your passion. And that's what it really, it comes down to follow your passion, make a difference, raise your vibration, change the world in the way that you can. And that's, what's cool too. I mean, there's uh, been such a variety of people that we've interviewed and, you know, take someone like Caitlin McLean from bags to beds. She's had, didn't really have the idea of like, Oh, I want to, I want to start a nonprofit or I want to start a business. It was just something came into her view. She learned about, it. she thought, huh, that's interesting. I never knew there was something called Plarn. And then next thing she knows she, later that day, something clicks. She's like, wait, there's all these homeless people. I could be turning this into beds for them. And, you know, it just kind of came together. So it wasn't just like, that was her vision. It's just call it what you want, you know, th one thing led to another and boom, there she is. She's, and now she's making a difference. We, you know, we have, uh, you know, someone here locally that listened to the interview and was inspired and they want to start a local chapter for bags to bed. So, I mean, how awesome is that, that, um, you know, you can make an impact and you don't even really know where it's going to go. And that's the whole idea behind this is some of these people started something and they had no idea where it was going to go. Yeah. And I love that story, not just her story, but the story of one of our listeners, doing the making bags as well, you know, out of, out of, or making beds out of the bags. It's like, that's what this is all about. You know, it's inspired, not just listening, you know, that listener, they didn't just listen to that episode, but they took action. They like, were like, Oh, that's really cool. I can do that. Like we can help out. Let me, let me take action too. And by one person making a decision to do something incredible, it inspired somebody else to do the same thing. And it's a real snowball effect of creating good in the world. Yeah. And you know, um, We've had a couple authors on, and one author, Linda Nowak, is kind of an interesting story in the sense that um, she wasn't out to do anything except for try to figure out how to live. And that's because she had a heart condition that, as a child, uh, she couldn't really get out and play. So she had a very abnormal childhood. 
But through the advancements of technology, she ended up getting a different pacemaker and really kind of a, a change mentally and said, you know what, I'm not going to let this limit me and really turned around her whole life and has been super successful. But through that process, she's like, hey, you know what? She's encountered other people that are suffering with either the same thing or something similar. And she's like, hey, I need to help these people. So she went and wrote a book and now she's speaking and touring and helping people with heart conditions all over the place. And so um, once again, that wasn't, you know, this was something that was what, you know, she had been dealt this situation. And so she made the best of it. And um, now she's able to help other people cope and, and kind of work through the same thing. Yeah. And it's the perseverance of, it's a great story of just, you know, when, when life throws something at you, you know, you have two options, either you, you stay down or you find a way to get back up. I think it's Les Brown's quote. It's like, if you fall down, you know, land on your back. Cause if you can look up, you can get up. Right. Um, and just like, that's like kind of like what I thought of with hers. It's like, you know, she got thrown down by life, but she landed on her back and she was like, you know what? I can get up and I can move forward. And not only that, but impact other people, you know, it wasn't like, she just like, I'm going to get over this and I'm just going to keep living my life. She's like, no, I'm going to get over this condition. I'm going to deal with this. And then I'm going to inspire other people to do the same. Yeah. And you know, we've had a couple of episodes that have been, um, you know, more intense or more heartfelt than, than others. Um, and that's just because of the gravity of the situation and Evie Grace was one of those interviews. And it was amazing because we were interviewing someone in Australia and someone in Kenya yeah. and here in the U S all at the same time. So got to love the, the power of technology on that. Um, but man, getting to hear and see these kids that have been saved off the street really tugged on your heartstrings. Yeah, this one was was I don't even know the words to say how how incredible this interview was. I mean, I hope it translated well to the podcast. Maybe it meant so much more to us because of the 20 minutes before the podcast or however long, 30 minutes almost of yeah. talking to the kids um and just watching them how excited they were to see us and they all were trying to rush into this tidy little shack to be able to to talk to us on this, you know, sketchy Wi-Fi in Kenya that kind of kept cutting out and just how once when the kids saw Maddie in Australia, how excited they were to see her and then hear these kids' story. And then we got to talk to Maddie and hear her story and Joe. And um is one of those things that you're just like, man, there are people doing such incredible things in this world. And I think after the podcast, me and you talked about it, we're like, that was incredible. But we're like, we can't do an episode like this every single week. Right. It's yeah. just, it, it's, it's too, it's too heavy and deep and they're needed. They're definitely needed to talk about these things. But, um, it was a, it was a very deep podcast because you see the reality of true struggle going on in the world and people in extreme need. Um, I mean, they need land, they need help. And hopefully yeah. as many people were able to, to, you know, help out financially, whatever way they could. And we don't, I mean, it's one of those ones too, where, you know, we're over here in the U S and we don't really understand a lot of the things culturally, but, um, for me, you know, I hear these kids doing drugs, you know, at five years old and I'm just flabbergasted, but then they come to find out that they're doing these drugs to stay warm at night or to stomach the rotten food that they might have to go pick out of the dump. So you're just like, Whoa, that totally puts a different perspective on things. And, um, really just man pulls at those heartstrings and Maddie's story at the beginning of that episode is just so heartfelt. And it really, and another thing it shed light to was 
how people take advantage of the people that want to go help in yeah. these charities. And, and it really shows that like when she first went over there, it was more like this tourism type of charity that she um, realized afterwards. She's like, wait, these they're taking advantage of these kids. Yeah. It's an episode that I think everyone should listen to, especially if you're, if you're thinking about like have interest in going to any third world country to volunteer, like you got to listen to that podcast and realize, you know, you gotta, you gotta really vet out these companies to find out which ones are legit and which ones are just a money grab. Um, Because as, like, as Maddie said, you know, it's not like it's the, the person from Australia or U S or Europe's fault. They're just trying to go help, uh, but they're just getting taken advantage of. And you would never know. She's like, you're there for a week or two weeks. And they have you doing all these things and the kids seem happy and then you go home and, but you don't even realize that they're using human trafficking to get these kids there. And then they're basically beating them if they say anything wrong. And, and, you know, it, it's like I said, it's a deep podcast, but such a good podcast. And we've stayed in, in contact with them and tried to, you know, find ways to help them out through joint ventures and partnerships. And so, um, you know, I, I just love the people that we've met through this journey so far, you know, only yeah. 15 episodes in has been truly incredible. And, you know, kind of a, a, a kind of a funner episode that wasn't so heavy was uh, Lindsay, who is a mom of 14. So it's a family of 16 and they're a traveling family and just hearing the logistics on what that looks like. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine taking 14 kids to McDonald's to eat? What oh, that would man. Look like? taking, <laughs> taking four kids. <laughs> Taking two kids is definitely. At some point, you got to just have like clan rule where it's like the oldest yeah. one is watching these kids and the next one's watching these kids, you know, because you just can't do it. You know I mean, yeah. like, I remember someone made the example of like having kids. They're like, you know, you have one kid, like as parents, like you can run a zone defense, like you're okay. Then you have two and you can run a man to man. But once you have three, <laughs> like you're, you know, you're playing, you're, you're playing, out team. You're out team. You can't do it anymore. So, 14 to two is uh, those numbers are not in your favor. Yeah. And I mean, you know, for them, uh, you know, Lindsay's a life coach and she's able to be an entrepreneur uh, via, you know, the internet, which is awesome. This, I mean, there's so many opportunities for people out there these days. And um, the fact that they sold their home and just said, Hey, let's, let's go do this uh, is, is pretty fun. And you can follow them on Facebook too, uh, where the Durantlings are. And, you know, kind of see, get updates from what they're doing. So um, that was a fun episode. And then we had Marcy on and Marcy was, gosh, that was such an awesome episode. I was so um, excited just to share what homeopathy is with people. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And just the, once again, the the wide array of types of guests that we've had in these 15 episodes, you know, yeah. from from street kids in Kenya to a traveling mom of 16 to permaculture to composting to right. homeopathy, you know, um, it was cool. I was super stoked. I mean, you know, Marcy holds a special place in both mine and your hearts because we know her personally. Right. Um, but she did a great job on the podcast. I felt like she explained homeopathy really well. And I hope that she inspired a lot of people to learn a little bit more. And, um, you know, we talked about a little bit after the podcast is like, you know, cause she kind of mentioned how she came to homeopathy as kind of like this last, last ditch effort for her daughter. Um, but I know for me and you both, we look at homeopathy as like, it's not a last ditch effort. Yeah, it's it's our, our first. first, it's our yeah. first go-to. And then if that doesn't work, then we start to look towards more traditional Western medicine and things that you can do after that. But, 
you know, starting to get people to kind of open up to like, okay, if you get hurt, like, okay, Arnica is the best thing to get right now. Or, right. or just looking at your homeopathy, what was it? Rescue remedy, you know, like yeah. try the homeopathy first. And then if that doesn't work, then you start to move to, to, and then once again, this is just, you know, our personal preference with medicine and how, and how we treat things. But, um, but I thought it was just, I hope it was enlightening for people to listen to and learn more about homeopathy and maybe pique that interest for them to search out a homeopathic practitioner in their area. Yeah, Marcy's is such a wealth of information. And the funny thing is, is other parts of the world are way more in tune with homeopathy. She talked about the work that India was doing and how it started in Germany. So, um, you know, in some senses, we're playing catch up, but um, it's widely available in every city. You can just go out and find a homeopath and, you know, most natural food stores are going to have a majority of your remedies. So it was a great episode. Marcy's wonderful. Um you know, she's uh, definitely approachable too. If you don't have a homeopath, you can find in your area. She said she would work out of the area. So, yeah. Um, and she has great resources too on on our show notes page on that. Gosh, she had just a ton of great resources. Yeah. 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 And then the next one, I actually got some good feedback I hadn't told you yet from a guy at church, Ben. He said that he was listening to uh, the Next Day Nutrition episode and he was really digging it. He was just digging the, you know, Tyler's style and the things that he said. And, um, just what he's doing in Mississippi, you know, plant-based yeah, plant company in Mississippi. You know, it's, it's like a surfing company in Illinois. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tyler's an awesome guy, man. He, uh, you know, is just one of those guys that you could tell his passion is just in his business and that's what you got to have. And so I mean, to me, it was a super fun episode light. Um, but hopefully, you know, it can inspire some people to make some change, you know, and that's what I loved that how he wasn't like, um, so strict. He's just like, Hey, if, if you want to eat meat, great, you know, yeah. you probably should be getting some more vegetables too. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I think a big problem with people sometimes with diets is they get into this kind of like food judging, food shaming of like, Oh, I do keto. Like you, like you have to do keto, you know, right. you have to do this. And it's like, dude, there's different diets that are good for different people and people find out what works well for them and let them go on that journey. But you can, you can bless them with information, you know, but right. Tyler was great at that. He was not judging at all. Or he, I mean, he was like, dude, I was, major dairy guy you know <laughs> i was eating meat i was doing this you know and this is the route that i came to that was best for me and i loved how he talked about how he did it wrong at first yeah and that was huge yeah and i mean gosh talk about vision i think that guy's gonna have i mean um there's just so much potential in that business so yeah yeah for sure for sure um I laugh now thinking of Derek's because like me, me and Rex have both known Derek for a long time too. And he's like one of the coolest guys ever. Awesome. Uh, yeah. And I think he did a, he knocked it out of the park on that interview too. And afterwards he's like texted us. He's like, dang it. I said, if didn't say a few things that I wanted to say and this and that, and he was so critical of himself. I'm like Derek, you did a great job. Like it was, yeah. uh, he, he painted a great picture for USIHT and what they do and his stance on human trafficking and um, talking about his background with the sex offender department in Mendocino and, once again, I feel like this was a, a, a heavier episode. Super heavy episode. I mean, yeah. it was different compared to the Evie Grace one, because but it was still it was almost like like we talked about. It's like what America's dirty secret, what nobody wants to talk about the reality of human trafficking going on in the world and in the U.S. and probably your city you're living in, and a majority of its children. Yeah, I mean, it's like it's so. I mean, he has great tips in there for parents. Yeah, but man, this is you know I said it in the podcast, but these are conversations that we need to have. And, um, you know, Derek and Tammy are amazing people because when they go at something, they go and yeah. they are a huge asset. Um, 
to be able to have, I mean, Derek's background is amazing, but gosh, just the energy that they bring. They're just such uplifting people. I can't say enough good things about them. And, um, it's, it's something that we need to, you know, bridge that gap so we can start making a difference. And, you know, it seems like we're going the wrong way right now. And people like Derek and Tammy are what's going to help us get back in the right direction. Yeah, they're definitely both wise to it. And I wish we'll have to maybe do a follow-up episode with Tammy on there too, because Tammy's a total little firecracker, like a light yeah. too, you know, she's high energy and um, yeah. And, you know, I just, I love that he saw that opportunity kind of as a quasi retired guy, you know, retired from Mendocino County Sheriff's department and then working at, I don't know if you call this UNLV now or whatever it's called, but you know, and then sees this opportunity and this is more almost like a passion opportunity. I know he's not doing this because he wants extra income or I don't even know if he gets paid. He might not, I have no idea, but he did this because it's like, okay, I see a need here. They need somebody in Las Vegas, my history of what I do. And I'm just going to go ahead and do this. Yeah. It was a heavy episode. And you know, when you have those, um, it's good to be able to, uh, kind of move on to something else that's, you know, positive, but, um, it's something that, uh, we all just, you can't sweep it under the rug. It needs to be, it needs to shed light. And one of Derek's examples was a great, uh, way that they use it to shed light, to basically get, get these people out of the the shadows and say, Hey, you know, we're not going to stand for this in our community. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> one thing that was crazy with, with his stats that he said to a couple things that stood out to me. One was, the which I guess makes sense unfortunately is the the high rate of people who are trafficked who come from the foster system um, and it's like you know <laughs> his you know that's just that's just tough because you think of like these kids from the very yeah. beginning put in a spot that's not their fault you know it's not their fault that they were that their parents left them and there's no, this is nothing against foster parents there's great incredible foster parents but um, we all know the struggle is that there are some that aren't as great um or it's just i don't say that i just mean it's, it's just hard i guess maybe that's the thing it's just hard to take on a kid who's had issues with their parents their whole life because their parents were drug addicts or prostitutes or whatever and then you take on this kid with all this baggage and maybe you have three or four other kids um and the rate of them becoming trafficked because they become susceptible to so many different things yeah that was eye-opening to see and i think if you look at trafficking human trafficking and you want to find out okay, how do we solve this problem? Like Derek said, you have to stop with the buy or the demand, but also I think trying to figure out a way where you look at the foster system of how you put extra effort in helping these kids out. Cause that's obviously a source of where it's coming from. Um, Definitely. And then I thought, I thought the other thing he said that was great too, was, you know, we talked about, Hey, if you have kids who have phones, like you need to know the password of your kids' phones. Yeah. Um, how many people have kids have phones and they don't, have any idea what their kids are doing on those phones. And I understand the, the privacy part of it. You know, you, you want to respect that, but at the same time, these children are under our care when they're under our roofs and that's where we need to step in as parents. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's really, uh, okay. Let's being realistic and real about it. If you're, you have a 15 year old daughter and all of a sudden you're like, Hey, I need your password for your phone. And I'm going to put the spyware on there. They're going to be like, get out of here. So that's a tough conversation. And I get that. But if you have a 10 year old kid and you're thinking about getting them a phone in two or three years, this is something that you start right there, right when you give them that phone and say, Hey, here's your phone. I will always know your passcode. And I'm putting this, this app on there to where I can see what's going on. So they know from the beginning, like this shared responsibility comes with the phone. 
you know, yeah. so they know. So it's not a fight when they're 15 or 16 because, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I guess not to show our age too much, but neither of us had phones in high school. So it's hard to say, but I can only imagine that the last thing you'd really want is after you've had a phone and that had a phone and had that freedom to then all of a sudden have your parents be like, I can't even imagine having a phone in high school. That'd be crazy. I know. Look at that in so much trouble. Yeah. And next we had uh, (laughs) Gret from DonorSea and Gret's an amazing guy. He's an author. He is a CEO of DonorSea and uh, I had initially heard Gret on another podcast a couple years ago and I downloaded the app um, and I started using it. And I definitely, when we started this podcast, he was one of the people I was like, I would love to get that guy on. So it was really cool for him to take some time and jump on with us. And he had just released his book. Let me see. Let me grab his book. His book's called if the poor were next door. And um, you know, one of the things that we talked about in the episode is how he has kind of revolutionized giving. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, you know, real quick on the title of that book, I think that's so profound because you think of if you had a neighbor who you were friends with who was struggling, like you would help him out. If you knew someone from church or someone from school or somewhere who was in a really tough spot, you would help them out. But because there's this distance between other countries and other cultures, it's really easy for us to just be like, Oh, well, that's all the way over there, you know, and if the poor were next door really is like, no, like what if this person was like right next door to you? Like, would you help them out? Would you help them out if you knew the struggle? His cover really paints that picture too. You know, it shows a a normal house in suburbia and then right to the left of it is like a hut somewhere in Africa probably. And it is kind of this says like, hey, what if we kind of bridge that gap and make giving not only really easy, but really personal. Cause when you get yeah. into these little micro, uh, not micro charities, but basically um, if someone needs a surgery and you, you know, give five, 10, 20 bucks to, to help them out, then you're probably going to get a video back thanking you for that donation, which is awesome. Yeah, I, I do agree. I think he's totally revolutionizing the way that we give. Um and we, you know, we talked about it before. It's nothing against UNICEF or Red Cross or these bigger organizations, which do great things. But um, this is a very hyper down low way of giving. I think he said he capped all of his donations, like capped the amount per like um, per campaign or whatever to either four or five hundred bucks. So it's super yeah. low. Um, every single person on there that is in need there have a video of that person on there so you get to see the real life person in their element you they you know you get to see the issues going on you get to see a timer ticking of like how much money has been donated already like you said you get a video response back um this is like it's like giving in the 22nd century 20 you know 20 whatever whatever we want to say how much far future we want to go to yeah um, it, it really cha- it's really changing a lot of things on on the giving end and his app is just great. It's it's set up very similar to like Facebook or another social media. It's you're scrolling through, you're looking at the different campaigns, and uh, it's something that you can do as a family. And it's you know a lot of times when we think about giving, there's like oh you know I don't have much to give. The minimum contribution is a dollar. Yeah. So yeah, and it goes back to even like in the, in the Evie Grace one. It's like when we asked Joe like how impactful is a dollar? He's just had this answer where it's like a dollar can get me this many pins that will get these kids to be able to write when they go to school. Like we think of it as like, Oh yeah, a dollar. He's like, no, like really a dollar means a lot to us. 
Yeah. You know, like it means a lot to us. But yeah, I think everyone should download that app for sure. I mean, it started off just download it for the sure like enjoyment of looking at it and looking at the stories and the functionality of it because this is what charity and giving should look like. Um, and then I'm sure as you do it, you'll be like, you'll get inspired by a story and want to give a little bit. It's super easy to give, you know, like, like Rick said, five bucks, you know, a dollar, it doesn't matter. Just like, but definitely download the app, check it out. It's yeah. going to support. That's also another way it's going to support him. You know, it's download the app, rate it in the app store. Um, and it's going to support him for other people looking at the app. And the more people who have it downloaded, the more people who review it, the higher it's going to go for him in the app store. Yeah. So that's kind of been our recap. We've got, uh, a ton of other guests lined up that we're really excited about. Um, one thing that we we definitely want to say is, first off, if you know someone that you want us to interview, reach out to us on Facebook or our website, whatever it may be, so we can get them on because we want to share those stories. We really want to celebrate the people that are making a difference out there and promote them. So um, reach out to us. And then if you're liking what you know we have here, make sure to subscribe and share. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we got lots of great things coming up. And I just want to thank you all for listening so far. You know, we've had Definitely. over 600 downloads. Um, it's crazy to think that there's this many people out there in different parts of the world who are digging what we have going on. Of two guys who just wanted to interview some people who are doing cool things in this world. So, uh, you know, like Rex said, make sure you subscribe so you get the updates. It does help us out in our rankings in the, in the podcast zone as well. Um, if you like what you've seen or listened to, you know, give us a review. That helps us out also. Um, yeah, and we're super excited to have more guests coming your way and just continue to provide, you know, a, a platform for people to share what they're doing in the world. And if you listen to a guest that was on, you know, one of the episodes and you're like, wow, I really like what they're doing. Everyone is super approachable. You can reach out to them if um, either through their website or social media. Um, and really that's what it's all about is just, you know, so we can, have those conversations that make the world go round. So thanks so much. Thank you guys. If you liked today's episode, you can find more information at mycorneruniverse.com. And don't forget to subscribe. Thank you.